Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the huddle. It's Tone, co-host of the Time Out Podcast. Happy 2021, ladies and gentlemen. It is a great time to be alive. First and foremost, I want to give a big congrats to John. He had a beautiful baby boy the other day. John, appreciate all the work that you do for us so much and excited to bring this baby boy into the world. And so I want to bring in my man, Rain. How you doing over there? What's up, Tom? What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. You already know who it is. <laughs> it's your boy, Rain. For today, we're going to do our you know, typical praise and blaze. We're going to talk about wild card weekend and you know, who do we think is going to win. And we're also going to talk about our guy, Wardell, Steph Finn Curry, okay? And what he did last night. And then we're going to wrap it up with our New Year's resolutions, Tone. I really want to know, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Well, you're going to find out shortly, man. But first... Praise and Blaze! Well, for my praise this week, I'm going to give it out to the Chicago Bears, the monsters of the midway. Finished the season 8-8, eight and eight, kind of on a sour note, losing to the Packers. But after losing six games in a row... These fools ended up making the playoffs. And who is actually their quarterback nowadays, Rain? Please let the viewers know. I believe it is Mitchell Trubisky. Top three pick, baby, you already know. And that man was not only benched after week three, got forced into action week 12 after Nick Foles got hurt to all the boos from the small amount of fans that actually got to go to the game. And this guy has actually... Put the Bears into the postseason after finishing with a three and one record in the last four games. And so nobody thought that this team would be anywhere near the playoffs. And not gonna lie, we were gonna talk about the Bears a few episodes ago, but I took it upon myself to say that they were not worth talking to because they were not gonna make the playoffs. But here we are going into wildcard weekend. The Chicago Bears are in the dance. And so want to give some props to them this week, man. Praise. So for my praise, the first praise of the year, I'll go ahead and talk about another team that Tone thought was not going to make the playoffs. And that is going to be the Cleveland Browns. And what I've been saying all season, Browns believer, baby, this has been the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. 2002. So 18 years in the making. The Browns finally make the playoffs. And yeah, I know that they played against a Steelers team last week that rested most of their starters. But hey, the Browns were also missing a bunch of their starters too, uh, too due to COVID. And the funny thing is, they're going to play the Steelers again. And the last time that they made the playoffs, who do they play, Tone? I'm going to guess the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. They also played the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I want to go ahead and give the praise to the Cleveland Browns. Congratulations. And just like that, it is getting a little hot in here. So my blaze this week is going to be to the Philadelphia Eagles, one of my hated rivals. Not only did did they lose to the Washington football team on Sunday, The way that they lost is what is really getting me going today. And so instead of continuing to play their man, Jalen Hurts, to try to win and potentially knock Washington out of the postseason, they took him out. They took him out in a one-score game and went to who, Rain? 
Nate Sudfeld. And ladies and gentlemen, that is correct because just like most third string quarterbacks, we have never really heard of this fool before. And so instead of being the spoiler, these fools decided to spoil the rest of their season for a better draft pick. And so me, I'm always about a team trying to get a better draft pick, get a better future in the long run. But the way that Doug Peterson did this was absolute baloney. Halfway through this, halfway through the season is usually when, you know, you can kind of tell when the team is going to start tanking, but for Doug Peterson to wait until the last game of the season and not only the last game of the season, the last quarter of the last game of the season, that is what really is putting me over the top. And so I, I wish Washington the best of luck. We've been praising Alex Smith a lot, Ron Rivera, but at least let them win the game against your best team on the field. And for that reason, the Eagles get my blaze this week. Blaze. Ooh, that's a tough one to top tone, but you know what? Let's keep it hot in here. And for my blaze this week, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. And speaking of quarterbacks that we have no idea about, this was a battle of the backups, right? We talked about Wolford last week. And, you know, your boy Kyle Murray got hurt, so he missed the majority of the game. But, hey, Jared Goff wasn't playing either. And so the cards threw out who tone? I don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> and so for the cards, this is their fifth consecutive year missing the playoffs. This was Tone's MVP candidate here at Kyler Murray, and they can't even beat a team that was missing their leading passer in Jared Goff, that was missing their leading rusher in Henderson, and was also missing their leading receiver in Cooper Cup. All they had to do was win and get in. Instead, the Chicago Bears are in the playoffs. So I'm going to blaze the Arizona Cardinals because of all that early season hype. But when it came down to it, all y'all did was just what you've been doing the past five years and just taking those L's, baby. We got a wild, 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 wild card weekend coming up in a few days. And six NFL games are going to be played this weekend. And it's going to be three Saturday and three Sunday. And so, Rain, Saturday has got some really good matchups. Your Indianapolis Colts against the Buffalo Bills and your boy, Josh Allen, the Rams and the Seahawks. And then we got the Bucks versus the Washington football team. So lots of really crazy storylines across the board, but give me a pick, Rain. That's really all I want to know right now. Ooh, okay. It's going to be spicy. So, um, you know, Colts have been, I've been on the bandwagon, right? But I got to go with the Bills in that I game. Also, I am also on the Josh Allen bandwagon right now. I think that's going to be the best game on Saturday. Um, Rams versus Seahawks. Honestly, Tone, I really don't care. I really don't really care who's going to win that game. But I want to say I will probably pick the Rams defense beating Russell wow. Wilson in that offense. And no then way, man. The, the last game is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for me. So, obviously, I'm, I'm with you with the first game. You know, I think, I think the Bills are going to take care of the Colts. But... Not to say that Phillip Rivers hasn't had a great season, but I just don't think that he has the firepower left in his arm to go against that Buffalo Bills defense. So I'm going to go Bills. Um, in the afternoon game, Rams-Seahawks, definitely going with Russell Wilson, man. 
Rams don't have Jared Goff. He's got a bum thumb. And even if he comes back, he's going to have some pins up in that thing. And I got to go Seahawks when it counts. Going to put your faith in Russell Wilson. Playoff time, January football game. My money's on Russell. And so the nightcap, I'm going to say the Washington football team. And I think if there is any upset of any of these six games, it's going to be Washington because one thing that Tom Brady can't do is handle a pass rush. And, you know, if Chase Young can get after the quarterback, starts to put some pressure on Tom Brady, maybe get a sack or two, you know, I think that Washington kind of hangs in the game and maybe, maybe just maybe Alex Smith can manage it enough to put the upset on the table. I'm not putting my money where my mouth is or nothing like that. So, but if, if there is going to be an upset, I'm going to pick Washington over the Bucks. And so Sunday, I feel like has a lot of intriguing games. It's going to be your boy, Lamar Jackson against my Tennessee Titans. You got the Saints and the Chicago Bears. Then to wrap it up, Mr. Brown's believer over there is going to be facing the Steelers. And so I'm going to kick it off. And so First and foremost, obviously, I'm going to ride with the Titans, especially against the Ravens. I think that Derrick Henry is going to have a field day. Tannehill is going to make a couple bomb throws, maybe throw for two, maybe three touchdowns. And I think that the Titans are going to handle the Ravens quite easily, maybe by a two-score two game. And so moving on to the middle game, obviously, I don't think that the Bears have have any chance against the Saints. I didn't think they had any chance of making the playoffs. And so I am going to ride Drew Brees and, and the Saints, and I think that they're going to handle business. And to wrap it up, I'm going Steelers. I know they have been one of the worst teams in the second half of the season, but Big Ben basically had his quote-unquote first round by last week in week 17, and I think he's going to come out well-rested. He's going to get the ball out of his hands super quick, and the Steelers are going to beat your Browns. Okay, okay. I think uh, the first game, we gotta got to agree with you again. I'm going to go with the Titans just based on what happened last year. And, you know, we counted the Ravens out. But I think this is not this is a bad matchup for the Ravens. I think I got the right. Titans on that one. Um, Bears versus Saints. So I think this one can be an interesting game because when the Saints and Bears played earlier, I believe in week eight, the Saints won in overtime, dude, by three. So this might be a little bit closer than people think. And for my upset this weekend, I'll probably go have to take the Bears, uh, Bears versus Saints. And of course, in this last game, to no one's surprise, if y'all have been listening to us, I'm going to go with the Browns, baby. Browns believer. Hey, they beat them last week. Probably get some starters back for next week. But I just don't have faith in the Steelers, man. They've played very poorly. Um, I know the Browns lost to the Jets, but... This is a this is a uh, AFC North matchup, and these teams know each other very well. So I think that this is where we're going to see your boy Tone Nick Chubb just have a monster game. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining. Now that all the wild card talk is done, we're going to bring it into not a wild card, just a pure pure shooter and so last night Steph Curry dropped 62 on the Portland Trail Blazers in a dubs victory which is probably more important than any stat line that we can give to you but Rain one of the greatest 
shooting performances that we will probably see in a while. You know, it was really awesome to see Steph set a career high in points last night. But for me, it just wasn't the number 62, but it was just kind of how he got to 62. And so, you know, what are some of your thoughts on the game last night? So first of all, I'm actually surprised that this is his career high. I feel like if Steph wanted to, he can just drop 60, 50, 60 in his sleep. Um, But my thoughts were out of the gate, you could already see that he was in attack mode. He was aggressive from the start. And that's what I wanted. That's why I predicted that, you know, he should be in the MVP talks. Um, And so even in the first quarter, he already dropped 21, man. But I think the... The thing that stood out to me was just a free throw shooting. I know he missed one, but dude, he got to the line 19 times, man. Like he never gets those calls. And you know what it is as a scorer, when you get to the line, you kind of get the rhythm going, you keep the Mm -hmm. momentum going, like anything that you throw up is going to go in. And so to see him do that, and especially against Portland and Dame Lillard, Mm -hmm. man, I wish we can just, I wish we can just see him drop 40, 50 every night. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That would be, that would be awesome. And you know, his, his last, his previous career high was 54 and you know, that was at Madison square garden. So, you know, like, I feel like when people play at the garden, you know, they kind of elevate their game a little bit and you know, they, they tend to have nights like that, but you know, the performance that I saw from Steph Curry last night is one, I feel like that we don't see most of the time just because of, you know, he, he wasn't out there shooting threes and just wetting them all the time. Yeah, he was 8 for 16, but if you watch the game, it was more of the, hey, we're going off the ball screen, we're going, we're going to the hoop. And just like you said, he's getting to the line a lot. And I, he doesn't get those veteran calls. You know, People always be hating on Steph, and even the referees most of the time. And you know, I just really liked how, like you said, from the jump, there was something different going on with Steph. And, you know... He's always had a really high motor when it when it comes to, you know, playoff games and championship performances. But yo, know, this is like game game six, game seven of the entire season, not not a postseason series. And, you know, to see him rise to that playoff level was definitely, definitely encouraging as a Dubs fan, you know. Um, and I just hopefully he can continue. Obviously he's not gonna drop sixty every night, but you know, just couldn't continue to be that assertive day in and day out. And I feel like we'll have a lot better chance in the long run. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the main reasons tone why he decided to assert himself, whether he admits it or not is all of this slander that's being thrown at him, man. What are we talking about here? Tone? we're, we're talking about Steph's Curry's legacy. Yeah. We're talking about his legacy tone because he hasn't played in almost a year over right. a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes a couple of games to get back in rhythm. Yeah, Dubs played poorly. He played poorly the first few games. All of a sudden, people with the Twitter fingers, Channing Fry, talking about, yeah, you know, this is the season to step to prove himself, to prove his legacy. Come on, man. Why are we, what are we talking about here? Like, in my eyes, he has nothing to prove, dude. And time and time again, when people slander him, when people question him, what is he going to do, Tone? He's going to come out. And he'll just give you these buckets and he'll just shut you up. Right. And I still can't believe there'll probably be, be more slander, but oh, yeah. I just can't believe that people are still underestimating after all the accolade accolades, after everything that he's done and still talking shit. 
Yeah, the, be- the, the best word you said right there was just underestimating. You know, we we just feel, we, we, we take this guy for granted so much as, as a Warrior fan. You know, like we see his greatness day in and day out. And I think when people don't get to witness what we witness, you know, when there's some sort of trouble, you know, they're immediately going to jump off the wagon, you know? And I just love that we all focus on chaining Fry's comments out of everyone. And, you know, he, he was nothing as a player, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and we're questioning Steph in year 12 of his <laughs> career, you know, Dude's 32, probably going to play shit. He could probably play eight, maybe 10 more years, just come, you know, come off the bench and shooting. Cause yeah. you know, that's what he does. He, he is that type of player. And I, I hope people will continue to slander him. You know, it, it it's just kind of one of those things. Like he, I resemble that in his game when it comes to MJ, you know, like MJ always rose to the occasion. Anytime somebody tried to take a jab at him. And people aren't just taking jabs and stuff. They're going for haymakers. They're, they're, they're throwing the motherfucking kitchen sink at this guy on the court and off the court. And for him to be as hungry and humble as he is just shows why he is the greatest at his position. It just blows my mind tone and baffles me how Steph ain't even saying nothing about people, man. He's literally out here just playing the game, doing his own thing. And you got people over here just slandering him and talking all this mess about him, dude. Like, this guy is a solid guy, not only on the court, but off the court as well. And for people to just continually attack him and his quote-unquote legacy, that just blows my mind, dude. Like, I have no idea... even just as a hoops fan, like there's just no denying, dude. Like if we're talking about any other player that won two back-to-back MVPs, a unanimous MVP, three-time NBA champion, breaks all these records, changes the damn game, nobody is going to – nobody is slamming. Nobody is second-guessing. But because it's Steph Curry, get all the shade. So we just talked about our boy Steph setting a new career high for himself, you know, always leveling up. So – you know, that brings me to this tone. It is a brand new year, 2021. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever it's a brand new year, people like to have, you know, their resolutions and fresh starts. So I wanted to see, Tone, what are you most excited about in 2021? As we all know, 2020 was a really shitty year. So what are you looking forward to in 2021? You know, I feel like we we agree in this aspect as far as not really having resolutions. You know, I, I've, I've never been the type to create a resolution and kind of live off that. But, you know, even just kind of looking back on last year, uh, you know, I, I, I cut out a lot of negativity in my life and, you know, I made a lot of better healthy life choices, if that makes sense, you know, without going into too much detail, but, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to being an even better me this year than I was last year. You know, I feel like I started eating healthier. I stopped eating fast food. I wasn't drinking as much. And I hope to continue on that streak this year, you know, because I'm really looking forward to traveling again. Obviously, I'm sure everybody is, but just going to live events, whether it's a sport, concert, rave, festival, whatever, man, you know, I'm, I just miss being around people, like being around strangers all the time. I, I feel like I'm around strange customers at work. But, you know, as far as like being able to vibe with a stranger, you don't really get that, you know, when you're at your job. And so I would say that's one of the things that I'm definitely looking forward to the most because I will 
I will be able to be the real me, you know, and I feel like I've only been a better version of myself in 2020. And so I think 2021, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that tone. I feel you. I think uh, every day, right, we're just trying to get better. We're trying to level up. I think for me, what I'm most excited about in 2021 is my wedding, dude. Um, oh, yeah. I get to marry my best friend. Actually, not my wedding, our wedding, mine and Q's wedding <laughs> later on this year. Um, everybody is looking forward to it. Um, and I feel like the timing of it is going to be perfect because by that time, hopefully, like the world is back to normal. And that would probably be one of like the first big celebrations that we all can kind of get together and have a good time and, you know, just celebrate love. And so, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. Um, later on this year. Fingers crossed that, you know, we don't have to move it, but that's number one on my list. And I, I think the the second thing is just, you know, just getting better at this podcast, man. Like yeah. we want to get more listeners. We want y'all to be more engaged and get more feedback. And so we're going to, you know, try new things this year, switch it up. And you're going to see, uh, you know, really different, different us this year coming in for y'all every week uh, on this pod. And so that's another thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, we're not staying content. We're not staying stagnant. Like we're going to keep it fresh. Like we're going to oh, keep yeah. it fresh every, every single weekend and week out. So, uh, that's what I'm most excited about this year. Definitely, man. Like I, I feel like as people, like you said, we're always trying to get better every day, but definitely as a podcast, we are trying to get better every day, every week. That's why we always bug y'all and say, you know, like subscribe, follow, all that jazz. That way, you know, we can get some real raw feedback, you know, and I am looking forward to getting better at this because it's fun. It's, it's something to look forward to every week. I know we can't be going out and partying and doing crazy things outside. And so, you know, this is definitely something, you know, that I, I enjoy doing weekly. And, you know, like I say, I get to do it with my best friend, man. It's, it's pretty dope in that aspect too. And so, you know, for your listeners, I hope that we have, you know, had a good impact on y'all in 2020 and hopefully 2021 this podcast gets better for you guys not even just us yeah again happy new year to everybody um as always please subscribe like hit that follow button on ig tell us you know what you're excited about in 2021 we mean tone definitely want to hear you know what you guys are looking forward to uh let us know and we'll see you on the next